Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name's Colin. Uh, I'm the C. With me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello, Colin. It's our very special Christmas episode. It is. Like all good TV series, we have a Christmas episode. With with special Christmas guests? Uh, of course, and Christmas jingles. Yes. Which you're going to put at the beginning of this podcast, obviously, Colin. All right. Uh, yep. yep. You, you, the listener, will have already heard whatever Christmas jingle I put at the front of this podcast. Um which may or may not be our regular intro theme, you can you can say. <laughs> uh, um, unlike a previous year where we did Christmas films, we're not doing anything particularly Christmassy today. We are talking about Aquaman. Um, we're also talking about the yeah. films of Johnny Depp. We've got a quiz. Well, if I got a quiz on Christmas films, so there you go. There's some Christmas <laughs> Christmas excitement. Cheer. Yep. Um, and much 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 more? much more. We should we should just to fill in the listeners with our exciting lives, Jan. We should we should uh, explain that we're not in our, <laughs> not in our usual locations. Um, no, no, um, it's what they expect us to be. I'm not in London anymore. And, and I'm not in Bristol. No. Where are you, Zijan? Somewhere. <laughs> Can I be cryptic? Yeah, sure. Everyone knows where I am. It's, I'm either in London or in Malaysia, right? There's no other way. I, I'm not going to record anywhere else because I'll be, I'll be on holiday. It could be could be anywhere between London and Malaysia. Um, I'm in Somerset. I'm not going to be cryptic. <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, and for our many, many international listeners, uh, Somerset is uh, is a county in the south of England, which mainly comprises farms and apples. Speaking about international listeners, by the way. Oh, yes. I spoke to a friend of mine about this podcast. Okay. And he mentioned to me that uh, he doesn't like this podcast anymore because you point out that you don't like Denzel Washington. <laughs> so, Colin, you've literally lost us a listener. Well, uh Bring him back, bring him back and point out to him that I was blown away by Denzel Washington's performance in Fences last year um, and, and awarded him Best Actor in my annual blog awards last year. I did try, Colin, um, but once was enough. Wow. Criticise <laughs> one actor and you're out. Goodness me. Yeah, let's, let's, maybe we should just like everything from now on. Yeah, that's what people want from a podcast, just... Exactly. Mindless appreciation. <laughs> yeah, we love everything. Uh, do you then love the films of Will Smith, Sejan? I like some of them. <laughs> I like a few of them. Okay. Which ones? Yeah. Uh, I like his. Ori- I like Men in Black. Okay. Uh, I like Independence Day. Well, you'll be excited, Sejan, um, by the news that Men in Black, um, the the reboot or sequel or whatever it is, uh, <laughs> has got a title and it's going to be called Men in Black International. Wasn't it? Isn't this? This sounds like old news. <laughs> this, this this was news within the last fortnight. It's been a, what? It's been a news heavy fortnight, but that that was. Um, I know it has been a news heavy fortnight, but but oh okay. I don't know why I led with that. To be honest, so. uh, I don't know. You know why I thought you would uh, lead with Colin, um, your best friend Tom Cruise. My my recently did a PSA. He did um, about motion smoothing on HD TVs. Which I did not know existed until he pointed it out. There you go. I, I had come across this before, actually, various various YouTubers who get very angry. But Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie, from the set of uh, of Top Gun Maverick, told us all to change the settings on our TV so we can watch films better. Huh. I did once try and do it, but I couldn't find out what to do. <laughs> so maybe he should have, you know, expanded. I want, yeah, I want Tom PSA. Cruise to just list every possible make of television and the exact menu <laughs> settings I need to go through. And tell us how to turn it off. So what is motion, uh, motion smoothing? So motion smoothing, although it goes by various different names in different televisions, um, 
the only, I think it's designed for sport to kind of make, make sport seem to flow more more smoothly. So it just uh, smooths the pixels. I don't know. Um, but apparently, if you watch HDTV, it ruins it. It ruins films. Um, I don't. I mean, probably I'd have to buy Blu-rays for that to, to matter to me. I guess because yeah, I still watch DVDs. Uh, but if you watch uh, high definition stuff, apparently motion smoothing ruins the film by making it too smooth or something. Uh, I'm sure I'll be fine. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there are watching the Mummy, for example, the Tom Cruise classic, uh, The Mummy. I think that's ruined whichever way you watch it, just by, exactly, by, by being a bad film. So maybe, um, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think motion, turning it off would help anyway. Weirdly, on my list, I literally I've got like twenty news points here for this this time, <laughs> and, and, okay. and Tom Cruise and Christopher Quarry's uh, PSA did not make the list. So. How, I thought that would be top of it. Uh, I I love Tom Cruise, but I didn't I didn't really strike me as being newsworthy. Uh, but there you go. Mind you, there's some of the stuff I've got here. Oh, I definitely really okay. What's next then? It's a big fortnight for Asians, Sejan. It's a big <laughs> fortnight for Asians. Um, uh-huh, yeah. As I occasionally like to tell you, uh, Marvel is developing Shang Chi, master, master of kung, of kung fu. fu. Uh, Shang-Chi being um, an Asian uh, Marvel character um, presumably, I, I don't know much about this character but I'm assuming that when it was first launched it was horrifically and insensitively racist of uh, course, uh, but I'm pretty certain that the reason why this is coming up because it's this, of the success of Black Panther Okay. so yeah. I imagine this would literally be the Asian American version of Black Panther and a lot of people weren't happy about Iron Fist were they, because uh, I'm just and being supposedly good at kung fu, but not really. And then uh, obviously Tilda Swinton playing an Asian character in Doctor Strange. No, uh, uh, but in this case, I think they're looking for um, definitely Asian uh, yes actors yeah, yeah, and yeah. Asian di- and an Asian director as well. So okay, um, yeah, that'd be good. There are lots of Asian directors out there. Ang Lee is one of them, for example. A good example. Mm. I'm sure there are Carrie Fukunawa. Is that right? Yep. Something like that. Yep. Uh, I'm still I'm still slowly making my way through Maniac. <laughs> how, how long have you been going through this, Colin? It's, it seems like every single podcast we've been mentioning Maniac. You keep telling me how good it is, and I just never bothered watching it. It's right? pretty good, but I've watched maybe an episode of Fortnite at this rate, so it's, it can't, uh, it's not exactly gripping for me, but um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, okay, so there you go, Shang-Chi. I look forward to it. Hmm. Um, so, obviously, when Marvel is making their own films, DC has their own film coming out as well. Of course. Uh, there's a Plastic Man movie good in development. Man. Yep. So Brilliant. not as good as Shang-Chi, but, you know. Uh, T- tell me about the, Plastic Man, Zijun. Uh, I knew I did my research this time. Uh, you finished. You finished, form, you finished. You brought him up. <laughs> the, that is true. That is true. Uh, the character is a former criminal, uh, Patrick O'Brien, who after a robbery gone wrong, finds himself doused in chemicals that leaves him with the ability to form his body to any shape imaginable. So basically, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic yeah. from the Fantastic Four, so, so, uh, but his own solo film. So I've been uh, watching Flash still, and they've got a character called the Elongated Man. Yes. Seems to be exactly the same as that. Uh, yes. But a lot, of people, a lot of characters have similar superpowers, right? You're like saying Supergirl and Superman have the same powers. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's not that, it's not that uncommon. You, you kind of run out of powers eventually. So... So I mean, we'll, we obviously we're talking about DC today, so we're going to go into uh, Aquaman at, at, at length. But the, the, it does seem a very scattergun approach, approach they're going for now. Um, 
So they're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, I suppose. I think like Shang-Chi could be considered that as well, to be honest. But I feel he's not really a main, main Marvel player. I guess I'm thinking more, way, more tonally. So you obviously got, you, you kind of, they're making Birds of Prey, they're making Suicide Squad again. There's this Joaquin Phoenix Joker film, Shazam's coming out next year. Mm. They don't seem to hang together particularly. Aquaman 2 apparently is in the works, or at least in, in the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, what else got here? Um, top of my list, in fact, was Avengers Endgame trailer, but I know you're not watching it, Susan. Nope. Please do not ruin it for me. So uh, Avengers has now got a uh, four. It's got a title. It's Endgame. Um, let's. I can't talk about the trailer. I guess. So, <laughs> so I don't know why you brought it up, Colin. You you know I have not seen it. It's pretty good though. It's and you know good. I'm active. Yeah. Thanks. 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 All I know is that Hawkeye has a new costume. Hawkeye's costume is great. Um, in the in the comics, I believe that Hawkeye sometimes goes by the name Ronin. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's a very long story, though, before he came about with the name Rooney. Okay. I think he died and came back again. All right. And then, yeah, as, as you do in comic book lore. Um, okay, so I don't know whether he's going to be Ronin or not. Who knows? He was killed by the Scarlet Witch. Was he really? Yeah, I can't the Scarlet see him Witch. Doing that. Uh, no, no, not, not in the films. The Scarlet Witch kind of lost control of her powers. She went a bit oh, crazy. Yeah. Didn't she kill all the mutants him. or something? Uh, after that, she uh, removed the mutant gene. Eighty percent oh, right. of mutants. When you say the mutant right. gene, is that the mutant gene grey or is that something else? No, little gene joke, joke there. Um, the X gene, the X gene. X gene, brilliant. Um, okay, move, uh, you, we all know that uh, Disney is live actioning all their films. Yeah, um, they live actioned one hundred and one Dalmatians many years ago, um, but we're getting a Cruella prequel. Which I think was already widely known, but what we now know is that Craig Gillespie is in talks to direct it, um, who I know from directing *I Tonya*, which I think is a fantastic film. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, Emma Stone had been lined up for Cruella for some time, but yeah, Craig Gillespie, I think that's a great movie if they get him on board. Yeah, that that would be interesting. Um, Cruella oh. has always been quite a magnetic villainess, hasn't she? Hmm. But that's a, that's a Disney live action that I'd actually be interested in. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it, as you say. As a villainess, I don't really want the story of how I don't know how she was badly. How she got her name, Colin? <laughs> she she signed up for recruitment to be a, fl- a flyer, <laughs> yeah. for to be a pilot, uh, and then they say, yeah, I think yes. you look cruel. I think you look cruel, la, la devil. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> like the devil. So your name will hence be Cruella the Devil. <laughs> yeah, I think that should be a, uh, a rule now in all prequels. Um, there was going to be a genie prequel at some point, wasn't there? But I don't think that's happening anymore. No, no. I'm not sure how you could be called why you'd be called genie. Um, I really just hope that prequels. You must have weird genes. I'm gonna call you weird genie. Um anyway. That should that, be good. <laughs> why would you grow up with why would you name your child genie? Uh I don't know. I mean what's the genies do, do genies have parents? We just don't know. <laughs> how how did that conversation go went to that go to that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> Something else totally different. Yes. Uh, because I can't think of a segue. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's hot in Malaysia yes. or London, wherever you are. Yes, it's not a segue. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Brie Larson will be uh, joining Charlie Kaufman for a Netflix original movie. Oh, yes. Currently entitled, I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, Charlie Kaufman, uh, he did a, a lot of screenplays. He wrote uh, Being John Malkovich, yes. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes. An adaptation, so adaptation, um, yeah. pretty popular guy 
in the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah so pretty, pretty out there most of the time, but yeah, very good. Yep, <laughs> a little bit out there. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll be joining the Netflix family, which uh, now includes uh, Alfonso Cuaron, uh, whose Roma has gotten very good reviews, hasn't it? Um, and Scorsese is jumping to it. With the Irishman? Yeah, yeah next year. So everyone's going on Netflix. It's, yeah, I can say previously going on to Netflix was quite a kiss of death, but um, I, I'm, I've watched about half of Mowgli uh, this morning, which is Andy Serkis's, uh film that's just gone on to Netflix. How was it? That was the first half of Mowgli. Um, yes, it's not bad. It's, uh, it's definitely... So whereas the previous Jungle Book, the Disney one, went very much kind of photorealistic animals, this one's kind of gone not quite there. So it's... Which I think works better because it was... In Jungle Book, I always thought it was quite weird to see them speak. Whereas this one, because they're kind of semi-cartoony, it makes more sense. Although, weirdly, I think he's tried to make it a bit more realistic in terms of you've got flies going all over the place and and uh, there's a big elephant that's just covered in moss for some reason. I don't understand that. So, um, I'm enjoying it. It's weird, actually. It starts with the Kate Blanchett uh, voiceover, which was very reminiscent of the first Lord of the Rings film. It started with a Kate Blanchett voiceover. Let me know how you feel about Kate Blanchett. In yeah, not, not not a huge fan. And in fact, since she's voicing Car, which was previously done by Scarlett Johansson... We just lost another listener, Colin, by the way. <laughs> Stop hating people. Wow, you really set me up for a fall there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to something that you love um, and an actor you love. Uh, it's uh, Pixar and it's Chris Pratt. Um, a film called Onward is going to be made. Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, Octavia Spencer and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Great cast, man. Uh, yeah, and I... I don't know anything. I think there was a synopsis, but I didn't write it down, so who knows. Yep, it's a suburban fantasy tale following a pair of elven siblings. Elven? Who embark... Elven. Okay. Who embark on a quest to discover if there is still a little magic out there. I assume the siblings will be Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, but their accents are quite different. Yeah, although uh, Tom Holland does does American accents, doesn't he? In, uh... it, uh, they, he does. But I assume most elves speak like British people anyway. That's true. <laughs> Elves okay. do speak like British. You know, I can't disagree with that. It's just, yeah, I, I was watching a clip from, um, from, no, it's from Maniac. Maniac have got uh, various elves at one point and uh, they, they're speaking with English accents. Emma Stone's doing an English accent for that. Maniac's got all sorts of stuff going on. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't look forward to Pixar movies as much as you do, but... Um, I am looking forward to this. But it's a good cast, though. Yeah, it is a good cast. It is a good cast. Yeah. Uh, speaking of voice cast... I just I mentioned this because I find it very strange. Um, so you know Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Uh, within the last two weeks, they announced who was voicing Bumblebee, which is Dylan O'Brien. I just find it so strange who, who? that Dylan O'Brien, who you'll know from the Maze Runner. Um, oh. Anyway. But does, does Bumblebee even have a voice though? Well, there you go. Apparently, he does. Um, although probably Bizarre. not. Probably not for very long. Anyway, I've not seen it yet, but I, um, it's getting great reviews. So I. We'll try and catch You're going to watch it, right? You, yeah. You mentioned that you were. Yeah, I'm going to watch it at some point, but probably, uh, probably not in the next week or so. It'll be out for a you while. You got Christmas. Yeah. See, so, yeah, well, I see. I'm back at my folks in, in deepest, darkest Somerset, and um, is there no cinema around? Well, there is, and, and that's how I managed to watch Aquaman. But it, going to the cinema takes quite a lot of planning because it's some distance away, and it kind of really uh, wow eats, eats up the day. So. Wow, I, um, I always thought like the UK was very forward and all that. My cinema is just five minutes from my house. Well, the one I went to was half an hour's drive away, which, which in fairness isn't actually the closest. But um, annoyingly, uh, Aquaman was only showing in 3D in the closest cinema to me. 
<laughs> so you're saying 3D? No, so I had to go to the next. I had to go to the cinema in Taunton instead. <laughs> oh, that's dedication, man. Yeah, and I hope it was worth it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it uh, if we ever get through this news. I barely scratched the surface of this news. I tell you, so much news. Uh, you can keep going, Colin. Uh, got a few more, but I'm pretty sure you'll manage them. <laughs> are you familiar, Zijan, with Red Nose Day? Uh, it's, that's for comic relief, isn't it? That's right. So uh, it's a British thing, although it's now, in the last few years, actually, America have picked it up as well. Uh, but it's a uh, yeah, comic relief. Everyone wears a red nose and stuff. Anyway, a few years ago, they did a, a little spin-off, or a little sequel to um, to Love Actually. No, what did they do a sequel to? Yeah, Love Actually a few years ago. Um, but now they've announced they're doing a sequel to Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, and it, it, I think the last one lasted about ten minutes, and it was so basically all Hugh Grant films. Uh, well, Richard Curtis, more to the point, I think, but yes. Um, oh. So he'll be reuniting the cast. Um, I'm just I, for some reason I wrote down Love Actually, but I remembered mid sentence that I'd already seen the Love Actually one, so it was quite fun last time. So uh, we're getting that. Will you be watching this as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it'll just be on BBC. I say the last ten minutes. Yeah, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't take long anyway. But, right? uh, but yeah, I'll definitely yeah. watch that. Four weddings. I've seen. F- you not seen? No, I've definitely not seen Four Weddings at Funeral. No, I must not. say I don't love it. I, I I like Richard Curtis's stuff, but I think um, whilst it was a big smash, I certainly preferred Notting Hill. Love Actually about time. Um, yeah, but still, hmm. I watch it. Uh, should I keep going? Or um, I know that James Bond twenty five. Oh yes has been eyeing Rami Malek for a main villain. Oh, really? Okay. For it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Rami, Rami, uh, who has been um, getting lots of uh, nods and most likely an Oscar nomination Lots, lots well. of nods as he walks down the street. Like, yeah, well done. Yeah. Well done, Rami. Now they recognize him now more. Yeah. But yeah, he'll, he'll most likely get his, his Oscar nomination for his portrayal of Freddie Mercury. I would be very surprised if he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in Bohemian Rhapsody. So... Um, they're considering making him uh, the main villain. So, you know that Danny Boyle pulled out from making the Bond film? I do, yeah. It was partially to do with um, them, him wanting someone to do to play the villain. But oh, everyone yes. else yeah. didn't want to. So, he wanted Clay's bang. Uh, I do not know who he is. No. But he got resistance from uh, Daniel Craig and all the other producers. So, he left uh, the directing job. So Rami Malek's in. Okay. Yeah. Did you Potentially. Watch, did you ever watch Short Term 12? Watch what? Short Term 12. No. A great film. Great film. Starring Brie Larson. But there's quite a few actors in it who went on to bigger things. But one of them was Rami Malek. He was in that. Oh. And uh, Stephanie Beatrice. And uh, he went on to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. John Gallagher Jr. There's... Um, I'm, I'm in the... To see or not to that, I'll be mentioning Sorry to Bother You, but the, the lead of that was, was in that film as well. So okay. Check it out. Uh, what have we got here? Um, J- Jump Street. No, they're going to be making more Jump Street films, maybe possibly. Um, Sony, <sighs> Sony, Sony know what they're doing. Um, so the first two, or well, twenty-one Jump Street, twenty-two Jump Street, were great fun. I think we both enjoyed those. Um, but I, I'm quite happy to be done with Jump Street though, because I like the way twenty-two Jump Street ended, with the montage of potential future sequels. Well, um, you you say that you were happy to see it over Zijan, but that's before you discovered that the Sony wants to do a female-led spin-off. On top of that, or so in, the, the, as a spin-off instead of a instead of a direct sequel. Oh, and huh. uh, Tiffany Haddish is uh, is is wanted for it apparently. Oh, okay, I like Tiffany Haddish. She's she's certainly having a bit of a moment uh, right now. She she's, has been, yeah, yeah. Um, I 
I'm not necessarily on board with the idea of hey, that film worked well. Let's just do a female spin-off. I think it doesn't. No, I think it's difficult to think of many times when it's worked. Um, nope. So Ghostbusters, obviously, Ghostbusters. hated. Uh, Ocean's Eight was quite forgettable. <laughs> yeah, it's just un- well unnecessary. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, but then if it's going to work for any, I don't think the Jump Street films are loved because of the Jump Street franchise, and they just love because they're very funny. So. Um, mm-hmm. Go for it, I say. Why not? It's not like... I mean, Ghostbusters, obviously loved by millions, has got very well-known quotes, tropes on this, whereas Jump Street, you just put a couple of undercover police officers and that's pretty much it, isn't it? A, mm. Yeah, that's so, true. I think that could work. Um, Speaking of James Bond, by the way, um, yep. Leia Sado, Naomi Harris, Ralph Fiennes and Ben Wisher are all back, which I think most of which we probably knew, but we wouldn't didn't necessarily know that Leia Sado, who... Uh, uh, played his love interest in the previous one, and who he walked off into the uh, into the night with at the end. Uh, didn't necessarily know she was returning, but she's back, back, back. I do really like her character in the previous film, though. You didn't, or you did? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I don't think she she got much to do. No, to I, I like the. But idea that's like most Bond girls as well. I mean, this is why I think part of the reason I think Daniel Craig should have stopped after that one is they gave his character quite a nice finish with her. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So. Because I, I did read yeah, on the Empire podcast, they were saying like, they'd be worrying if they just came back and killed her off. But, but that's pretty much what they did with with Eva Groon playing Vesper Vesper Lind Vesper Lind Vesper something, and the, the kind of the girl from Casino Royale. So I, I don't think mm. they're going to do it all over again. But who knows? Who knows? Indeed. Be interesting to see how many of this cast stick around for the next one. Because uh, with a new Bond. Yeah, because previously when they switched out. Bonds they kept the same. So obviously Desmond Llewellyn played Q for four or five different Bonds, I think, and uh, even some. I think even M might have stuck around for the first couple. So it'd be interesting to see whether they keep these people. Um, well, we'll be seeing Bambi showing an upcoming Mary Poppins anyway. We will. We will. Uh, what else you got? Not much. Just one more. Okay. Uh, so the Birds of Prey movie has cast Chris Messina as Victor Zaz. Tell me about Victor Zaz. Oh no, Colin, we've been dragging this for too long now, and you've got way more news than me. So, yeah, you can just Wikipedia this. He's a baddie. That's that's what we need to know, isn't it? He's a baddie. He he tattoos himself with the number of kills he has. Oh, kind of um, like Killmonger. Exactly like Killmonger. Okay. Uh, <laughs> My guess is they won't put that in because of that. Probably not. Uh, he'll be working in cahoots with Ewan McGregor's Black Mask. Fair enough. Uh, what? He actually appeared in the first Batman film as well, Batman Begins. Did you know? No. Played by Tim Booth. Okay. Huh. There you go. Chris Messina is, uh, was in the Mindy Project. He was in uh, the newsroom. Good actor. Um, say some quick uh, rattle through. Um, Anne Hathaway is in line for the Sesame Street movie, apparently. That's a thing I won't watch. Um, Why not? I have no affection for Sesame Street. I didn't grow up with it. I just don't care. <gasps> oh, Colin, you are not going to like one of my quiz questions. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you thought we were losing losing listeners about Denzel Washington, the number of listeners we've lost with my hatred of Sesame Street. <laughs> so we're down to one. Hi, Simon. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening in. Um, uh, Taylor Swift's character in Cats is going to be Bomba Lorena. Uh, Catherine Langford has joined Avengers Endgame. Um, I don't know her, but you will know her from Love, Simon, which I believe you're okay. a fan of. 
Uh, I don't know who she's yeah, playing. Yeah, I am, that. but I don't know her. Okay. Uh, Scott Derrickson is back for Doctor Strange 2 to direct. Um, oh, yes, because uh, Marvel needs another film to fill in their 2020 slate. Yeah. Because Guardians of the Galaxy dropped out. I didn't love Doctor Strange. I did not. Um, I recently tried watching it again. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I liked the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But then it got very, uh, yeah, where we just the middle bit, it wasn't as good. I think it's a tough thing. It's a bit like Thor, I guess, that they had to bring magic into the MCU um, as non-awkwardly as possible. And yep. Doctor Strange, the character in Infinity War, I thought worked well. So I think they've kind yep. of succeeded in that and now they just need to do something with it. More Rachel McAdams, I say. Um, I'm almost I'm almost out. Uh, are you fami- familiar with uh, Between Two Ferns? No. No. It's a, it's a kind of a, a short YouTube, well, it wasn't YouTube, Funny or Die, I think, uh, video stuff that uh, Zach Galifianakis does where he interviews yep. celebrity but just makes it really deliberately awkward. Um, and it's sometimes quite funny, but it got quite big to the extent that Barack Obama once once went on it to um, promote Obamacare, I think. Anyway, some, somehow it's getting a movie spin-off. I have no idea how that will work because <laughs> literally all it is is a guy sitting between two ferns, asking questions of a celebrity, and then having awkward silences. So, good luck to them with that one. You, you know, we don't need to add anything, everything on our news list, Colin. <laughs> I think that's quite interesting because I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm getting reviewed in the moment. That's <laughs> wow. That's it. That's all I've got. We're done. Okay, that's like half the podcast done. Yeah. All filled with news. Well, hopefully, you didn't have too many thoughts on Aquaman. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I've not seen many Tim Burton films. Not Tim Burton. Films. It's the same thing, right? Tim Burton and Johnny Depp films. It's exactly the same. That's a bold claim. Uh, we move on to, to see or not to Zeb. We talk about films we've seen recently. Whether you, the listener, should see them or should not see them, Zijan. Have you seen a film? Yes, this uh, this afternoon I saw Spider Man into the Spider Verse. What did you think? It's awesome. It, it is, is awesome. so 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 good. Have you seen it? I have. Yeah. Uh, wow, it's it's just amazing. Like uh, some critics have been saying that um, this is like the the one of the best superhero films out there, and potentially yep. the best Spider Man film as well ever. It's definitely better than Spider-Man Homecoming. So uh, sure. I agree. I think it's awesome. Um, wh- why did you like it? It's oh, everything. Like the the visuals are stunning. The the, yep. the drawings, the animation is amazing. The soundtrack is brilliant. Yeah. And the story has a lot of heart in it. Yeah. It's ah, oh, it's it's so good. I I want. I'm going to buy a DVD of this film. <laughs> wow, that's high praise that, indeed. That, um, I know that that is that is so good. It's really really good. So I, uh, I love this. So for those who don't know, um, it stars well the, the lead character is Miles Morales, who is an alternative version of Spider-Man, and he comes across uh, lots of alternate Spider people from very, all, all based on comic book characters, but they're kind of in different parallel universes. And there's a Spider Gwen. There's a what's, a, what's the there's a girl called. Pe- uh, it's Penny Parker. Penny Parker. Right? Uh, there's Spider Man Noir. There's Peter B. Parker. Um, there's Spider Ham. Yeah, I mean, Peter I, Parker. <laughs> I agree. This is um, the visuals are absolutely incredible. Like, nothing I've seen before. Kind of very obviously comic book inspired. But uh, I think if you're if you're at Pixar now and you watch this, you think, wow, we we are now we having led the game in animation for so long. We are we are way behind now. I mean, this is. I know I didn't like Coco at the time, but if I kind of look at Coco, 
and compared to this. And I think this is why I found Coco so boring. I guess there's just nothing mm. new. I know what you mean. This 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 film feels fresh. Like yeah, everything in it seems wow. Yeah. And great characters. Mm-hmm. And the and there are times I thought, oh, the, like when they brought in all the new Spider people, which we knew they would. I thought, oh, I hope this doesn't become too much about them. And I thought they judged that perfectly, just right to kind of bring the characters in, give them, make it worthwhile, but kind of keep the focus on the main or trio, really. Uh, yeah, go and see this film. Check it out. Um, I saw. I also saw a film called Sorry to Bother You, um, which came out in America some months ago, but it's I can't remember the name of the main guy, I'm afraid. But um, it's directed, written, <laughs> written, directed by Boots Riley. It's about um, a black guy who's working in a call center, um, or telemarketing as they call it and uh, he he's advised to use his white voice um, in order to, to make sales so it's, uh, it's it's a comedy it's a satire obviously um, uh, it's got Tessa Thompson in it uh, as, as his partner uh, it is good <laughs> um, <laughs> well what's with that pause there Colin the reason for the pause is I think, I think it starts off brilliantly it's very funny um, and it's yeah, quite a savage satire but Boots Riley it's the first film he's he's directed um, and he just throws everything at it like all the ideas he's ever had for a movie are in this movie it seems and um, I won't spoil it for anyone but there's about two thirds of the way through there's a, a kind of a twist that you sit back and think one earth is happening here <laughs> and if you do see it you'll know precisely what I mean um, so I think had he kind of been a little bit more restrained um, and said, "Okay, let's," I've got this narrative. Let's stick with that, as opposed to throwing stuff at it. It would be a great film. As it is, it's it's more of kind of a fun curiosity. And I think he's someone whose films I will check out in the future. Um, off the back mm. of this, but I think it just goes a bit too nuts uh, for my taste. Okay, fair enough. Um, and that's the last to see an art to Z for the year. Uh, it is. It is. Wow. The times we've had, eh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All those times you've got cross because I've called it to see or not to said. Yeah, I've made peace with that. A joke that will Funny, never yeah. stop being funny. Uh, <laughs> as I, I planned on you. Uh, let's move on then to Aquaman. Um, it's the latest in DC's flawless and uh, inspired run of films. Stars Jason you don't Ma- need to be so sarcastic about this, Colin. <laughs> So as Jason Momoa as as Arthur Curry, which is a terrible name, um, but as Aquaman, it is on track, I believe, to make a billion dollars worldwide. It's doing pretty well. Aquaman two is already in the works. Uh, no surprises there. Yeah, as ever, non spoilers then spoilers. Uh, do you want to set the scene for us any more than I already have? Uh, I'm, you you did it quite well actually. It's directed by James Wan. Yeah. Who most people know uh, directed most of. Mostly horror films. He did the Saw films, uh, didn't he? He did the Saw films, Insidious. Um, so he's mostly known for his horror. Okay. And I'm just mentioning him as well because he's Malaysian born. Okay. So <laughs> I need to mention this. Yeah. Especially. Um, yeah. And apart from Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Nicole Kidman, Patrick Wilson, William Dafoe are in this film as well. And Tamira Morrison, I believe. Um, who I, t- I spent a while, he's playing Aquaman's father but I spent a while trying to figure out who he was um, oh. before realising oh it's Tamira Morrison of um, of Star Wars prequel fame mm. so I this 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 story is not really an origin story I don't think it's more of um, an origin story of how he became king of Atlantis yeah okay I yeah. guess maybe rather than becoming 
you know, the superhero is because I think that happened in well, the Justice League. I say we've already seen him in Justice League, and obviously we saw that weird clip of him in Batman v Superman. Um, so we're, <laughs> uh, we're <laughs> so we're very familiar with 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 him. Uh, Aquaman's always been tried in the camera, wasn't he? That's right. Uh, Aquaman's always been a bit of a joke, I believe, in the comic book world. Um, Definitely was, yeah. But now he's big and muscly, and seven foot very tall. muscly, and, very very muscly. Yeah, and looks like Jason Momoa. Yep. Um, so I, I found this film had I thought it was very tongue in cheek. Um, I thought it was kind of we're doing this thing about a, a guy who holds a fork and is the king of a underland world and he's half fish person, whatever else. Um, there's no way this can be a serious film, so let's just go crazy. And I, I think that was quite a smart move, personally. I think it worked very yeah. well because of that. Because we've we've had Man of Steel where it's kind of very somber and let's treat this seriously. We had Batman vs Superman which kind of tried to maintain that tone, and Wonder mm. Woman I guess very lightly should fit some of her character. But yeah, rather than trying to have a gritty, gritty telling of this guy, which just wouldn't work in any level. No, yeah. this this film felt like a breath of fresh air to me, um, and it it was consistent with his character in Justice League as well. Yeah, he's he, kind of comic was, relief in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it felt. I, I like that they kept it that way. I mean, I don't think they can do it any other way, to be honest. No. Um, and I know a lot of people have kind of said that this is absolutely crazy film. I, I I, think it kind of, if you strip it back, the narrative, the actual story running through it is is very kind of a classic guy tries to, yeah, guy, villain, love interest, avenging death, all this kind of stuff. It, it's not new in that concept, but I guess that the visuals are, pretty nuts uh, and some beautiful absolutely beautiful visuals actually um, yeah I agree I think uh, the I, I think there's some people who complain there are too much CGI in this film I'm like this this film is primarily set underwater what do you expect them to it, do it kind of had to be I mean it, it it did distance me a bit from it slightly. I think it's difficult to get that invested in something that's quite so clearly um, another level another yeah world. kind of just to be- people riding sharks and octopuses playing drums and all sorts I think it, it, it's difficult to get too invested in you said those. The Little Mermaid Colin oh I, yeah you hated it as well I hated it <laughs> yep bye Simon <laughs> <laughs> that's our last listener gone I, I don't think Simon likes Little Mermaid um, oh okay that's fine then although he's not there's no way he's listening to this so uh, no. I wouldn't worry hey Simon if you're listening to this um, I'll pay you a tenner there you go let's see if that works um, <laughs> let's talk characters so Jason Momoa Aquaman I think he fits the bill he does it very well I liked him as it I, I don't now, now he's done it I don't I can't see anyone else being able to pull it off like he does yeah yeah he gets the jokes he gets the kind of brawn the, the, the kind of emotional moments I'm not sure he can do quite so well um, but that's more the film than him I think Mm. Um, Amber Heard playing Princess Mira. The first thing I, I note about her is how much redder her hair is than it was in, in uh, Justice League. I forgot she was in Justice League. Well, so this is this is like, so Justice League had this weird scene where he goes underwater, bumps into her, where she kind of moves all the water away there so they can speak, which is a conceit that they entirely removed from this film. Um, everyone can just talk underwater now. Which I think makes sense because you wouldn't want to spend the whole film moving, making moving air oxygen bubbles, around. Yeah, but yeah, they had this conversation where she's like, "You need to come and claim the throne." Her hair was kind of red, but not that red. And then suddenly, this one kind of forgot all of that. And and suddenly, when they first met, 
in this film it seemed like it was the first time like he didn't know who she was Yes, um, and I was sitting there thinking, I, I, "Have I misremembered Justice League?" So I was yes, <laughs> yes, the exact same thing I felt, Colin. I was trying to think back in Justice League and whether Aquaman actually met Mira. And yeah, they did. So I, even, I watched that scene again just to make sure I haven't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't imagine. Wow. It. Um, my theory is they've made her hair quite this red, partly because of the color palette of the film, which is very kind of bright and, and, and vibrant, but but also so people won't get her confused with Scarlett Johansson. I think because she looks quite similar and sounds quite similar, and if they just had her as this kind of redheaded action heroine, I mm. think a lot of people are like why is Black Widow in this film? So um, there you go. Do people get confused that easily, really. Like I think the, I think your casual film goer who doesn't know your DC from your Marvel probably would. What? I think so. I mean, like that. That sounds like <laughs> I don't know uh. if. If you are a casual, the kind of casual filmgoer who doesn't know the difference between Marvel and DC and yet decides to tune in to an hour-long-plus podcast about Aquaman, let us know at cdzmovies, cdzmovies at gmail.com. Give us some Christmas cheer. Have you ever got a Marvel character and a DC character mixed up? Not because of their hair colour. <laughs> because of the... Just generically, but specifically, if you have gotten mixed up because of their hair colour, I'd, I'd really want to know. <laughs> Amber Heard, I don't think, is one of the world's great actresses. Um, well, she did a decent job in this, did though, to be honest. She did fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, she didn't have to do too much. I, I, I think she got better. I, I don't know what, what order they filmed this in, but the, when there was a scene with them in the plane, which is in the trailer, where I really thought she was playing it quite badly, to be honest. Like she was kind of whiny and, and annoyed the entire time. And I'm sure that's how she'd been directed, but it made it difficult to appreciate it. I thought when they got to Sicily, I thought she really grew into it, actually. The character became more interesting. Uh, at that point it's one of those films actually watching and thinking she is definitely more competent than he is in every respect <laughs> she, she should be the the, the, the leader uh, um, I'm going to point out right now that you mentioned it right Colin yeah um, Atlantis is a pretty sexist place okay very very sexist because only the male heir can become king that is sexist and, ob- and obviously they got it from Nicole Kidman the, Nicole Kidman's character the mum Oh, yeah. Because her lineage is the royal lineage. Okay. But yes. why can't she be queen? Even even the British royal family in the last ooh, 10 years or so um, removed yeah. the uh, the uh, primogenitor from the line. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a very pretty sexist um, place, Atlantis. Like, honestly, because um, Nicole Kidman's character was queen. Yes. It was not the... the um, yeah, she was queen. It was her lineage. That's why um, Jason Momoa is the rightful king. Hang your heads in alone. shame, Atlantis. Yeah. Awful, awful, awful place. <laughs> um, Give me the times, man. The, uh, the the costume that, that Amber Heard was wearing, um, it felt a bit like a kind of a Halloween costume. Really, it was. It was. I was thinking. I spent some of the film thinking: Is she? Is, are they objectifying her? And I and, and they are. But then I kind of look at Aquaman and think, okay, well, they're, they're objectifying him as well. It's that kind of yep. film, I suppose. So, I'm pretty, and and it's her costume in the comics as well. To be yeah. Honest. So I guess it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty sexist place. But at least, at least the, also, at least in this particular respect, everyone's being objectified. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, but yes, yeah, I mean she had powers. She was sensible. She she could had great good tactics. He was just some oaf who happened to be in the royal line. I think she. I mean, I was I was also slightly confused that she was a princess. I don't know where she fits into the royal lineage. 
No, not not Atlantis' uh, lineage. She was the daughter of because. Oh, so, Dolph Lundgren's kid. Yeah. Yes, because it's all sp- it's split into seven kingdoms, and each kingdom has their own king and leader. Is that why they have so to she- unite the seven on his poster? Uh yes. Yeah, that's right. It all makes sense. <laughs> Wouldn't you pay attention in a film? One day we'll find out why in Batman v Superman, Flash yelled, "It's all about Lois." I was thinking Batman. In that yeah, I don't think bit. that happened. <laughs> I want to know why happen. he did that. Okay, most of my notes here are just about how much Amber Heard looks like Scarlett Johansson. Um, what else have we got? Uh, <laughs> she doesn't look like Scarlett Johansson at all. <laughs> she, even, she even sounds like her. Um, by the way, um, Black Widow is now blonde. So there you go. Confusion well, over. Well, yes, thank you for that. Uh, is she though? Is she though? Oh, you got to read something in the trailer <laughs> now. Anyway, we start off the film with Tamura Morrison and Nicole Kidman. Uh, and they're quite touching uh, love story, actually. I quite like that. Um, I, I like that Nicole Kidman still, you know, does a great performance, even though she knows clearly that this is just like a comic book film. Uh, not not her first comic book film. Who, who can forget her turn as Chase Meridian in... In Batman Forever. Batman Forever, yes. Yeah, but, I mean, she, she's way too famous for this film, to be honest. It did seem odd that she turned... And, and it was kind of... I can just about see if you might turn up in a kind of in a big role in a Marvel film thing, but to to turn up to play the mother of the hero who and I don't think oh, it's not spoiling too much to say that she's not in it for most of it. Um I, it's one of these things I think her kids must be into this. She must be doing it for them. <laughs> anyway, the the CGI, I mean the CGI was great throughout most of it, but she was doing these kind of flips and stuff and fighting at the beginning and the CGI for that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was really... Couldn't you tell it was her, Colin? <laughs> I mean, clearly she's... I think it must be quite fun for her, particularly because she doesn't get much opportunity to do it, to do those kind of fight scenes. No. But yeah, a lot of that was very badly... But, uh, but the thing is, she seems like she she's having fun. That's the thing. I, I love Nicole Kidman and she, she, she she's just having fun and she's not like you know, doing a poor job at it either. No, no, she, she did act- good, good work. And I say it's quite a nice uh, story. Um well, Underseas scenes look good, but I didn't really care. Is what I've written here. Yeah, I, all the kind of the underwater whole, scenes, un, underwater scenes. I mean, all, all the kind of stuff at Atlantis, whatever else. I, Patrick Wilson, this, I, it felt a bit formulaic, but mm. fine. Oh, well, in terms of his motives and plot. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, um, it's it's, it's I, the first film, though, so I mean. This you've got to do it haven't too you? much and in yeah. fairness even Marvel doesn't do great villains uh, there's some stuff I'll come on to in spoilers and that as well um, uh, the, there's a kind of a fairly odd eco message throughout a lot of the film which I wasn't really expecting so you occasionally see like bits of plastic floating in the ocean and, and one of Patrick Wilson's thing Orm was he called yes is, is to chuck uh, pollution back at the earth and say oh the surface dwellers are awful because they put plastic in our oceans I think okay this is a uh, very topical it's quite fair as well. In the comics, but is this a, a strong motivation of the Atlanteans? I, I don't think so. But, you know, they, they do they do have, you know, double standards when it comes to the environment. You know, one way to talk about, you know, throwing back pollution and then they're riding sharks. And I'm pretty sure they're not treating the sharks very well. I don't know. The sharks seem quite, quite obedient. A... <laughs> yeah, and in fact, um, no, no one seems to ever have any trouble finding Atlantis. No. You just you, you think that a city this uh, the, the ocean this large yeah um, just die even you find it uh, we haven't talked uh, about Willem Dafoe um, he was in it 
He's pretty he's, good. Yeah, he's he's good. I enjoy his. He played the 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 advisor, the former advisor of the queen. Uh, uh, who trains? Uh, we see a couple of young Acromandel, but not for very long. He's hmm. training them. Um, there's a double taking goat in this film. <laughs> it's probably the best uh, example of. What does that mean? Of, so you know when they jump out the plane and the goat looks and then kind of does does a little double take. It's like, what's going on here? It's in the trailer, but um, do you is, not see is that? that something? Is that is that a thing? Double taking, like, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. No, but double taking on a, with a goat. Uh, well, I'm, uh, there's a goat that does a double take. I think that's the f- I think that's the first time that's ever happened in a film. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, and the way you say it is like, oh, this happens all the time. Everybody. All right. Yeah. No, although in one of the later Ro- Roger Moore Bond films, there was a double taking pigeon, um, so it was reminiscent of that. Hmm. So I think that, that um, gives you a good idea of what kind of film this is. Um, it's still a good find though. Um, what I know you don't really care about the underwater scenes, but I like the way everyone moves underwater though. It was very realistic. And I thought. When they fight underwater, it looked really, really good. It did look they good. Like how did look I good. thought, all the floating hair and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's brilliant. I think. I mean, I thought they were very well done. I guess it's just I was more interested in the kind of what's going on between Aquaman and Mira, and maybe mm. Tamara Morrison and Nicole Kidman, and I was less interested in the the main mission to take over Atlantis or to wherever yeah. else. Yeah, it's a standard fare. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, anyone would probably can predict what the plot is going to be. Based on what we've spoken about, anyway. Yes. So, where where would you rank this in the DC films thus far? Pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I definitely prefer it over all the gritty ones. Yeah. So we're talking about the DC extended universe, right? Not not all old Batman. Yeah. Let's just let's stick to what Man of Steel onwards, basically. Uh, it's quite close. It, it's slightly behind Wonder Woman, but just slightly. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I I I'd probably rank it the same. I I put it below. Wonder Woman, um, probably quite a long way below. I think Wonder Woman is miles ahead, but yeah, definitely better than everything else. Well, de- definitely better than uh, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, which which are both I didn't enjoy at all. Uh, I'd say it's better than Man of Steel, which I didn't think was great. Justice League, actually, Justice... Justice League, I enjoyed actually. Um, I'd probably rank. I'm sure, it... the effects here are better than Justice League, though. It looks better than Justice League. Definitely looks better. Um, I think Justice League isn't brilliant, but I, I love the climax to it. The kind of last. 20 minutes or so. Um, so I'd, I'd probably rank this somewhere close to that, maybe slightly below Justice League. But okay. yeah, it was good fun. I wouldn't, I mean, obviously I will see the next one because I have to, but I'm not kind of like <laughs> looking forward to the next one particularly. I'll watch it. Uh, it's be interesting to see where they work. Well, actually, I say it'd be interesting to see where they go with it. I'm not, presumably anything they do has to be kind of fights in Atlantis. And I'm, I'm not that, unless they're going to bring him into the surface world, but then I'd, I don't know what what you do with that. I don't know what. No, uh, yeah, he probably flop around and then die. Yeah, for, for, he he can live in the surface because he's half breed, um, but yeah, or half human. But uh, yeah, I I can't. This this is the right, right way to make an Aquaman film. Make it nuts. Make it fun. Um, don't take it too seriously. But I, just, I mean, yeah, I can't be that invested in what happens to him. I guess. Well, don't you think it's quite similar to the Guardians of the Galaxy, though? Um, I I certainly got that kind of vibe at times, but I think Guardians of the Galaxy is just I care far more about those characters. Um, mm. the, actually, the weirdly, the ones I cared most about probably I I think maybe Nicole Kidman and Trey Morris, and I, I I liked their storyline. But um, and I liked Amber Heard and 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 Jason Momoa, but I, yeah, not to the same extent that I like Groot or Rocket Raccoon or Gamora or okay or, or Peter Quill. 
yeah, I, it's fine. I've, I'd certainly don't see why people shouldn't watch it, but I'm not going to say rush out and see it. So. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think uh, people sh- should watch it because okay. um, it's better than the previous DC Extended Universe fair. I think it's different enough. It shows that they can do something different. It does. It doesn't seem to fit with... And in fact, it's interesting, I thought that there's no cameos, there's no references really apart from... In fact, are there any references? Was there I any? Think, I think she... Did she make a reference? She said you're the one who killed stuff in Wolf, didn't she? Quite early Oh, uh, yes. Yes, that's right. Um, but that's about it. There's, there's no kind of playing into a bigger picture. I think it feels like DC, having tried to fast forward straight into Justice League after a couple of films, are now kind of reeling back and thinking, let's just make individual films a good film <laughs> yeah without this kind of ground. and it even feels like things like the Joker film next year um, Suicide Squad they've claimed is going to be starting again the Batman whenever it happens isn't necessarily linked to the previous Batman things it, it feels like they're not trying to tie this together at the moment which is a shame but if it means they get good films fair enough oh well shall we go to spoilers then let's do some spoilers 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 spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> so um one one thing that I noticed that reminded me a lot of Black Panther. Okay, so they they have the Atlantis is supposed to be this advanced society, mm-hmm. and and in fact we get a bit of backstory saying that it's the most advanced civilization in the world and blah blah, blah before it gets sunk. But their way of deciding who the king is is to have a a one on one fight with water. It's, it's the Black Panther way of choosing a king. <laughs> I see the resemblance. Yeah, that that did occur to me. And just like in Black Panther, the baddie wins fair and square. And just like in Black Panther, the goodies don't accept it, and they want to try and make their guy king sneakily. <laughs> there you go. Well, but 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 yeah, but in this case, uh, in Black Panther, the 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 baddie wanted to overthrow the goodie, whereas yeah. in this case, the goodie was like kind of like reluctantly uh, uh, pulled into this mess in the first place. Yeah, and I must admit, Patrick Wilson's motivations for destroying all of humanity seemed a little weak. Um, it was, it was bizarre, and the way he went about trying to become Ocean Master was a bit bizarre as well. I mean, come on, he 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 negotiated a peace treaty with Mira's father. Yes. For but while well, by pretending that a submarine was trying to attack them, the humans were. I thought that was fine, um, and then he killed another ruler, and tried to basically destroy the last one completely yeah so i'm not too sure how he went about this probably not the best plan no no and yeah i mean i guess this is quite interesting stuff because he, he'd been raised basically that way to, to hate the surface and so when, when nicole kimman comes back so she's alive mm-hmm. um it's quite nice. i like the fact that she kind of made clear that she loves him as her son and there's, there's kind of some redemption for him uh, at the end uh, the other body we didn't talk about was Black Manta, who... So the start, Aquaman goes under a submarine, kills a bunch of pirates, leaves Black Manta's dad to die, Black Manta swears revenge. I thought it was quite a fun scene, although the, I think three separate times in that opening scene you kind of got Jason Moore kind of hero shot whilst, whilst electric guitars played his, his music, which yeah. uh, I think was a deliberate attempt to say, look, this is larger than life fun stuff. I don't take it too seriously. Um, well, but I think Black Manta's motives make more sense though than um, Ocean Master, I guess. Yeah, and he's got some helpfully world-beating uh, armor, and mm. weird laser shooting thing. Um, yeah, he was he was fine. Um, we'll see him again, it seems. <laughs> um, uh, definitely post-credits or mid-credits scene. He's, what an unnecessary post-credits scene, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, yeah. like if someone falls into water, you 
pretty certain that he'll be alive, right? Yeah. If you haven't seen the body, he's probably going to be alive. He'll be back. But now we know. Yeah. Uh, um, and fine. speaking about post-credit scenes, there are clearly a lack of Asian American actors. All right. In in Hollywood. Oh yes, it's Randall Park again, isn't it? Yeah, it's Randall Park again. He was just in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I, I loved him in Ant Man and the Wasp actually, but that was a surprise because he was. They showed him a couple of times in the film, didn't they? On 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 the TV panel. Yes. Um, I was like, okay. Randall Park, one of the few actors who are both in Marvel and DC films. Very true. Very true. Um, although DC seems to be uh, getting all the old Sony Spider Man crew now that Willem Dafoe has been added to uh, add to the list. True. Because they had uh, J.K. Simmons, didn't they, as a Harvey Dent for like twelve seconds? Mm. Um, the so a lot of the publicity had shown uh, Aquaman in his classic orange and green costume, um, which I thought at the time we'd probably only see towards the end, and, and so it proved. I thought they did quite well which, with that. Which is a good thing, though. I, I don't really like that costume to begin with. <laughs> it's an odd choice of colours. Yeah, I think they did it as well as they could do. Very odd choice of colours. And then uh, he, the reason he kills, or well, not kills, the reason he wins, uh, man- manages to get the trident because he can talk to um, to Julie Andrews. Um, was, was it Julie Andrews? Julie Andrews was the weird big monster fish thing. The, the Kraken. That's the one. Julie Andrews is the Kraken. Wow, I've never said, <laughs> never thought I would say that sentence out loud. Ahead of her guaranteed cameo in Mary Province Returns. Going to find out very soon. She's not going to appear there, Colin. <laughs> By the time that uh, you listen to this, maybe I would have been proved right, or not. Um, you know what? I like one one thing I liked about this film as well um, is that you know James Wan usually does um, horror films, right? Apparently, so. um, yes. Th- the scene at the trench where all the creatures come out and swarm the boat, and when they dive down and to see the huge swarm of creatures underneath that, that was creepy. I thought uh, that was yeah, that, that so, was so creepy. And beautifully done the the kind of the, the wide shot where they're going down with the yes. flare. Yeah, oh, I love that, that so such... much. That was that was probably my favorite scene, my favorite shot from the film. Yeah, honestly. I think that was very very well done. And, and that that goes to show he does horror. He can do that. Very yeah. Well. Although I think so, he did the kind of love love story, which I thought worked reasonably well. The kind of, I liked the, when the particularly when when Mira was kind of becoming accustomed to the surface level and. That bit where she starts eating flowers, that was quite funny. <laughs> um, so I thought that would. The, the, there's a great kind of rooftop chase scene um, when Black Manta is chasing them, which they actually released in its entirety on YouTube beforehand. What? It's, yeah, they, they put the whole clip on YouTube for some reason. Why? I don't know. But I think, it, I, I'm going to have to check it again, but I think, I thought on the YouTube version there were fewer cuts. It was just one of one long run, which worked better, unless I'm misremembering it. Because they seem to be quite inter- interspersed. But yeah, it's, it's the classic approach of let's show them all the good stuff before they get to the cinema. Uh, okay. uh, it's not it's not the best bit in the in the film anyway, so I'm okay with that. Fair enough. Well, they won the better action bits. I, th- I thought that yeah. that's true. That is true. I've run out of things to say about Aquaman. Mm, yeah, me too. Pretty much, oh, I enjoyed it. I it's think a lot better. Than, I mean, it's getting terrible reviews. I think the, the, the Times gave it one star. Um, it's weird though. I don't get it. Like, have you not seen the other DC other yeah. films? This is um, definitely a step up. I think because the, yeah. the review I read that gave one star kind of said, "Oh, if it was self-aware at all, it would be good." But I think well, it was. It was very self-aware, kind of very tongue-in-cheek. Um, mm. And I think they were kind of, if you take it at face value, I can see why you wouldn't like it very much. But I think it is. Uh, quite jokey so I, 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 it doesn't make me hope any more for the future of DC to be honest um, we have Shazam coming up 
Got Shazam. Which is going to be pretty similar to this film in terms of tone, I imagine. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go with it, with that one. I can see them trying to get more of a John Hughes kind of vibe. But, um, oh, well, there you go, that'll do. Um, Wait, do we you, have time think, for Actor Factor? Uh, let's let's do it quickly. Um, so, what? This Johnny Depp, he has like so many films. You said you haven't seen many of them. I, well, okay. Most of them are Tim Burton films. Okay. Johnny Depp. Uh, first thing I saw him in, uh, sorry, Actor Factor is where we talk about the films of figure actor. Uh, Platoon I saw him in, which is which is a decent uh, Vietnam film, one of his earlier uh, breakout roles. Um, worth checking out. Uh, but his first kind of probably Johnny Depp role uh, would be Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, same here. Yeah, uh, Tim Burton obviously. <laughs> he goes nuts. Um, he, he, that was like, how um, they met, and that was how. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all of Johnny Depp's characters. And it works a lot better than... Onwards. So I don't watch many of these things these days, but if you compare it to a, a kind of Chai and Chocolate Factory or to a um, Alice in Wonderland, this is so much better than that. Kind of quite touching character. I mean, he's mm. definitely obviously the gothic weirdo, but it's got a nice story written around it. Uh, Ed Wood, actually, I think is fantastic. It's a, based on a real director called Ed Wood who just made terrible films. So they churned out terrible films. Um, and it, Johnny Depp plays Ed Wood, but he's kind of this optimist who really loves what he's doing he's just really bad at it and it's a nice nice story with that uh, quite funny as well uh, four lots of parts of the Caribbean films do you how many have you watched I've uh, definitely the first three in fact he's done five I've only seen the first four yeah, definitely one. the first three he's, he's he's good in that I have to say he, he he's good Jack Sparrow is so iconic now it is I think it's should have they should have stopped after three let's be honest but um but yeah, he, he did that so well. He's, especially initially, kind of a real breath fresh air. Got Oscar nominated for that part. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of put him on the map in a way that he hadn't been before. Uh, but did mean that we got a lot of it. Um, Finding Neverland is based on the the story of J M Barry, who wrote Peter Pan. Uh, he does very well in that. Mm-hmm. Alongside Kate Winslet. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely one to watch. Um, what was going? Fantastic oh, Beasts, of course, we've talked about a lot. Um, yep. Murder on the Orient Express. He Orient was Express. there. For he was, I thought he was quite good in that. He wasn't in it for long because he got murdered. Um, spoilers. He got he was, Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he, he was the murdered bit of the Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. But I thought he played that. He played it quite straight as well, actually, which was, was nice to see. Kind of a fairly mm-hmm. non-wacky performance. Uh, and then or Into the Woods, he played the wolf. Didn't, didn't do a lot. Um, Sweeney taught the Dibbon Bubble of Fleet Street. Yeah, I've not Sweeney seen that one, but that's a... I like that. I like I like Sweetie Todd. Um, it's written the, the music is written by uh, Sondheim. Oh, Stephen Sondheim. Sondheim, yeah, yeah. Sondheim. S is into the woods, and I like Sondheim music a lot. Yeah, I can take it or leave it to be honest. Because a lot a lot of Sondheim just seems to be kind of talking whilst music yes. happens, and uh, yes, I love I prefer kind of a a singable tune. I like a, I, mm. I like a catchy tune. That shows my musical. Uh, uh, complexity I enjoy <laughs> I just want to hum along to it afterwards uh, 21 Jump Street had an uncredited appearance in that uh, <laughs> I know I didn't know he was in it I can't remember well he did because he was in the original TV series he was the star of that that was kind of his, his first thing I think or certainly first big thing but um, it was brilliant because there were basically a couple of like motorbike dudes with massive beards and glass and stuff and uh, I think it might have been his co-star who was also in the TV show but certainly he was one of them and he was in it Kind of quite a few scenes, and it's only at the end when he takes off the stuff. You go, oh, it's Johnny Depp, which was brilliant. Um, so my favourite of his, I'm going to say it, 
Silent Hill 21 Jump Street, which kind of doesn't really feel like it counts. Or, or, it doesn't really count, though, does so it? So I'll, I'll go for... I think I'll go for Edward. I've only seen it once, but I thought it was really good. Um, so. uh, probably like Sweeney Todd a lot. I really do. I really like that. Sometimes I'm fine. Okay. And your least favourite? Uh... I don't hate anything particular. It's probably like Pirates of the Caribbean 3, maybe. Yeah, I'm going Pirates 4. Oh, I, I listen Wonderland is quite bad as well. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Yeah, Pirates 4 is definitely the worst for me. And we're done for the year. That's the last actor factor. Well, the last actor factor of the year. Um, who are we doing for our first actor factor of next year's Asian? I didn't think about this, Colin. It's only been, it's only been 68 episodes. <laughs> 69 episodes. Let's do Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, brilliant. Because I just saw Scent of a Woman. Okay, that's Al Pacino. Do you want to do Al Pacino? Let's do Al Pacino. <laughs> oh my god. Can we cut this bit? <laughs> oh, I don't even know the difference between Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Oh, I love that. Um, no. No, we can't cut that, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh my god. My credibility is shot, <laughs> Colin. Yeah, yeah. I guess basically, I want to put you off edge. I want to, I want to destabilize you before we go into the final segment of the of the year. We um, are tied, which is uh, a quiz. We are we are tied for the year. Whoever wins this quiz wins the year. It could not be bigger than this. Um, and uh, we're, <laughs> we're quizzing on Christmas films uh, yes, as a as a peek behind the curtain. Uh, Zijan, you must have written your questions today because because last night you were asking me to, if we could change the topic. I definitely did, and I have not. Um, they are still all Christmas films, though. They're all, all on Christmas films. If, yeah, I think you wanted it just on on Christmas Carol, and I, I'd already written yep. mine, and I wasn't prepared to rewrite them. So um. that's fine. Mine are still on a Christmas Carol. They still count. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, the tension's mounting, but Zijan, ask me your first uh, question. Which ghost did Alec Guinness play in the 1970 film Scrooge? Um, well, I've not seen it, but Alec Guinness. There are only a few choices, right? Yeah, well, four choices, I think. Um, what year did you say? 1970. So he'd have been quite old by then. Uh, I'm going to say The Ghost of Christmas Future. Jacob Marley. Oh. Um, what is James Stewart's character called in It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, oh. I should know this. I clearly didn't do any research on <laughs> my holiday. <laughs> but I should definitely know this and it's annoying me because I'm pretty sure I've seen this as well. Such a great film. Such a great I film. Know, is it George? George. It's George, isn't it? It's definitely George. It is George. <laughs> Can I get half a point for that? <laughs> It was definitely George. Where's your Christmas spirit, Colin? It's Christmas. I'll give it to you, George, George Bailey. But there, you can, you can have the point. Hey, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Number two in Mickey's Christmas Carol. You can see where it's going, right? Mickey's Christmas Carol. Okay, never heard yeah. of it. <laughs> Which Disney character played the Ghost of Christmas Past? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, I have not. I didn't even know this thing existed. Um, but um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I can probably deduce it from yeah. the kind of character who would pl- who would be a ghost of Christmas past. Uh, I think I'm not just trying to think of Disney characters, and I'm not getting confused with Warner characters. Um, was it? Uh, is that what? Is, I can't. No, I don't even know if that's Disney. Ah, uh, Daffy Duck. 
<laughs> that's definitely not Disney. No, oh well. <laughs> that's Warner Brothers. Anyway, um, it's a conscience, and there's only one character who's a conscience. It's Jiminy Cricket. All right. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, which so film? I'm impressed, Colin. <laughs> so I'm impressed. By the way, you can never complain again about my questions being too hard. Um, which film series has sequels called Danger in the Manger and Dude, Where's My Donkey? What? So, Dude, Where's My Donkey is probably a play on Dude, Where's My Car. And Dude, Where's My Car came out quite late, like 97-ish, 98. So, it's a later film than that. I'm going to go with Elf? Uh, Nativity. Huh. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, question three. Uh, Bill Murray starred in Scrooge with three of his brothers. Uh, which of his brothers did not star in the film? I'm going to name the brothers. Because okay. three, de- three of them are definitely actors and the other two are not. Okay. B- Brian, John, Ed, Joe, Andy. So Brian, John, Ed, Joe, Andy. Yep. And one of them didn't? Two of them didn't. Two of them. I've got to name both of them, right? They are, yeah. I'll give you a point if you name one of them, I guess. I'm being charitable. That's very charitable. I don't know, Ed. Yeah, you're right. Ed and Andy. <laughs> what a great question. I really didn't like that film, actually. I know people love it, but I, I wasn't a fan. Uh, question three for you. Um, which film featured first featured the song White Christmas? Um, Isn't this Miracle on 31st Street? It's not. It's. Uh, I think that might be the film that first featured... Now the answer's Holiday Inn. Oh. Oh, I'm pretty sure this was a quiz question you said before as well. I think I have I have asked that before, yeah. Yeah. Question four. Who directed The Muppet Christmas Carol? Oh, I should know that. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Uh, that strikes me as the kind of thing that would have been done by Robert Zemeckis. No, it's uh, Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson. Oh, really? This was the first film after he passed away. Um, who directed Elf? Is it Will Ferrell? No, it's John Favreau. Oh, I'm pretty sure this came up before as well. Oh, man. Yeah, c- clearly, Colin, I only did my research on the Christmas Carol <laughs> films. Yeah, we're doing really well on this. <laughs> so the last question each. <laughs> who is the only actor who played Scrooge and all three Christmas ghosts in the same film? I think that would have been Jim Carrey. That's correct. Right, so um, your final question to pull level for the quiz and the year. Yep. What is the name of the family at the centre of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Ah, oh, I have definitely not seen this at all. Oh, man! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! This is very sad. This is so, so sad. Can I like, distract you while Wikipedia is? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Is it a common name? No. Uh, that's fine. I can't. I can't do this. No. Sorry. Uh, Griswold. It's the. Uh, <sighs> they feature in a few National Lampoon films. I watched that with Steve Thorley. Uh, many years ago. Anyway, a glorious victory for me, Zijan. A glorious. I don't victory think it's glorious, Colin. Two-one. Like definitely not a word <laughs> to use for this. To put me. Uh, to give me, what my my undefeated third year in a row. C to Z. Two quiz. and a half years. Two and a half years in a row. Um, and next time, Zijan, at the start of next year, um, to mark the release of Bumblebee, uh, we'll be quizzing on the Transformers films. Cool. Okay. Okay. Uh, you seem very excited. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new quiz. It's a new season. Yes. 
can do this. What are we doing? What is our main topic next time, Julian? Per usual, I think at the beginning of every year, we look back at all the films we've seen in 2018 and we'll talk about all the films we're looking forward to see in 2019. We will. And there'll be the uh, the third annual C to Z Awards if I get around to writing them. Yep. I look forward to it. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas.